welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Taylor Edmondson. I am Paul Torres. And this is Panhandle Fight Talk. Let's go. We've uh, missed out on about a week. Not about three weeks. Yeah. Here. Um, And to be honest, I mean, there really hasn't been that many good fight night fight cards going on. No, it's been kind of slow. It has. Um, And with that going on, there's only been pretty much the main events are the only things that's really worth talking about. So the uh, fight nights that we have missed are the uh, Vicente Luque against Bilal Muhammad, the Lemos versus Andrade, and the Font versus Vera fight card. Uh, so just starting off with the Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad. Uh, Bilal Muhammad won this in a unanimous decision. It went the full five rounds, and it was Bilal Muhammad once again just beating a top five contender in that weight class. Wait, so is Bilal, is Bilal Muhammad one of the Dagestani bad boys? No. Because his name's Muhammad, so no, I think not Muslim. at all. No. He is Muslim, but he is not a Dagestani bad boy. Well, I would. Uh, I mean, I would guess that he was Muslim. Just saying. Yeah. But, no, he's not. Um, Bilal Muhammad, he's the one who took Gilbert Burns' fight style against Wonder Boy and did that against Stephen Thompson, his last fight out. And then he came out and beat Vicente Luque, who, I mean, Vicente Luque throws bombs and is a world-class ground guy. And Bilal Muhammad just won. It wasn't dominant, but it was clear that he was the winner in that fight. Okay. Uh, Wait, so Bilal Muhammad, he's the one that was... uh... He's kind of got a little swagger to he, to him, doesn't he? Like he's not, um, like he's definitely uh, like Persian or something. Yeah, and he doesn't. He does. So he's like he walks in, and you're like, "That's a sharp dressed man." Oh yeah, dude, he's got. Oh yeah, I'm Super seeing him clean. now. Yeah, he's got like he's got like uh, sunglasses on, and yeah, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't have the rugged beard. Like he's got a manicured beard, so it's like got sharp angles on it, and. He's got a gold chain on during the weigh-ins. Yeah. Yeah. He's that got guy's some slack. the one who... Uh, and that's the... If I think Abu Dhabi, I think Bilal Muhammad is exactly where my mind goes on that. Um, but, yeah. And, I mean, I can't really say anything else other than the fact that he did the damn thing. Yeah. Um, beat Vicente Luque, who was top five in the 170-pounders. Uh, now Bilal Muhammad's number five. And the guys in front of him are Kamaru, Colby, Leon, Hamza, and Gilbert. Huh. So, I mean, he's up there with the dudes. Speaking of, speaking of Leon, when's he getting a shot? I don't know, man. That hasn't <laughs> been confirmed. We got Kamaru over here talking about Triple G or Triple C Canelo fight. And I, Dude, he's, he's ready to get a payday. Like, Kamaru is tired of these small – he's, he's – on top, he knows that if he loses, he's not going to get the championship fight. He wants that fight, and he wants Canelo. Um, I think he should be trying to talk Floyd into it. I mean, dude, Floyd's the money. Like Canelo's good, but Floyd's going to you're going to get more money. So he needs to be talking to somebody. And Floyd has proven that he will fight. Uh, he needs to be talking to somebody so he can get that fight because he definitely Kamaru wants to hit it. You want to hit that fight when you're on your championship. No, I agree. I think Kamaru's close to being done, too. Yeah, um, he's I t- think his body's done. Yeah. I think um, 
he is looking for that payday, and unfortunately, he doesn't get the pay-per-view sales. He doesn't have that name recognition to the mass audiences like a McGregor does. Yeah. So he's looking for that payday, which I can respect. Um, I just hate to see that the end of the tunnel for Kamaru is... Is coming. Just about here, man. Yeah, I it's coming. I can see it coming. So the whole Leon Edwards thing, I don't know if that happens because it doesn't sell. It doesn't, and we know who wins. So Yeah, we know who wins. Yeah. It's just... Y'all have heard me talk about it for almost a year now. It's just hard to see a fighter who's done all the right things and just keeps getting passed up. Yeah, but do you think Leon Edwards beats like the top three? Does he beat Coldy Covington? Does he beat? I don't know. I, I don't think he beats it. any of those guys. You know, who's the last guy he beat? He beat Burns. He beat Burns. Yeah, he beat Burns. It was a while back, but he beat Burns. No, I thought the last guy he beat was Nate Diaz. That was his last fight. I thought you were talking dude. No, I'm saying when was the last – who was the last guy he beat? Yeah, the last fight that he had was against Nate Diaz. And he didn't – and he and – he, he, um, he almost – He won he the war of attrition, but he didn't – Yeah, he yeah. didn't win with distinction. Like, Nate was still in there in the last round, and it was like, dude, like, I don't – I don't think Nate is like Nate's a top ten, but he's not top five. And so for that yeah. to go down that way, I don't like, know. I think Leon Edwards is just gonna kind of have to finish his career at the bottom of the top ten, which is still good. But I mean, it's a phenomenal career. He's yeah. number two right now in the weight class. Um, he does that weird stuff where I feel like he I'll tries to be a motivational speaker sometimes. Like he, yeah. he it, it's that same thing, and they've had it since the Ultimate Fighter one, where they had that one dude that was doing yoga and like. Then he went on to like hang upside down and chant meditation. Like Leon gives me those vibes just a little bit. And I think those are crazy people vibes. Which well, he's also a Brit. So there's that. Leon too. Edwards is? Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, but I think that would be a good fight for Bilal Muhammad next. Yeah. Is Leon Edwards. Um, and honestly, whoever wins that fight stays in the top five. Whoever loses it is down. Okay. Especially coming off of the war that we had with. Hamzat and uh, Gilbert Burns. Dude, such a good fight. Those two are guaranteed top three in the weight class, in my opinion. Um, For me, that's fight of the year. Like we can we can talk about it again yeah. if you want to, because that was such a good fight. I went and rewatched it. Oh and my we gosh! We will be talking about this one all year because it is a great fight. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So for Blah Muhammad, zero pacing, all freaking cast. <laughs> yeah, like all guess. But that's the luxury that a three round fight gives you. To, yeah, is yeah. that you can kind of press it all and not save anything in the tanks. For oh, wait, you're talking about five. Bilal Muhammad was all gas? I was still saying Hamzat. No, Hamzat Gilbert Burns was only three rounds. Hamzat Gilbert Burns was only three rounds? That's how great of a fight it was. No. Yeah, it that, was only three rounds. I'm, I got to go back and look at that. I can't. Yeah. But it was a full 15 minutes. And that's the difference is there was no downtime. Yeah. The entire fight. It was a full 15 minutes. What fight car was that? That was Korean Zombie? Yeah. Yeah, because Aljo. Yeah, you're right, because it was the third. Oh, man, that is such a tragedy. And we saw that, too. And it was the same thing with Gaethje Chandler. Yeah. Where the three rounds was very good for that fight. Dude, that minus 490 for Hamzat and the plus 360 for Gilbert Burns was so disrespectful. I especially told, that's what es- I was saying leading yeah, into it. Especially for the way that fight turned out, man, because they did go at it. Yeah. 
No, and that's what I was trying to... And Gilbert tagged him. Yeah, that's the point I was trying to make coming into the fight, saying that yeah. Gilbert Burns was being disrespected. Dude, and then, okay, so now I'm looking at this whole card. Like, not the whole card, but the top three of the card. Peter Yon, minus 435. And Aljo, three, plus 330. We and Aljo wins. We aren't talking about and that then, fight. We keep it moving. We're, then, we're, we're keeping it okay. moving. Okay, and then the actual Alexander Volkanovsky was minus 720. Rightfully so Yeah, on that one. Yeah, that one landed. But, oh. Yeah, that one definitely landed Freaking hardcore. Um, oh, come on, TJ. That's yeah, so Bilal Muhammad, Bilal Muhammad looking good. Um, and then we had, what, wait, where were we? Yeah, so that one was there, and then the next fight card was a... Font Vera? No. No. Oh. It was a um, female main event with uh, Jessica Andrade and Andre Lemos. Um, Andrade, she's the clear-cut number one contender. Yeah. Right behind Shvinchenko. She just can't do it. She's like the Covington... It's like a Kamaru Usman yeah. and Colby Covington type weight class. You just she just can't, can't break up into it. those upper ranks. Yeah, Amanda yeah. New- Lemos. I apologize, but yeah, she can't. She she is the best strawweight not named Valentina. Yeah, and with this win, I I don't see how you keep her out of the next title fight because there's nobody else in that weight class to compete with Valentina except maybe Andrade. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but. Um, another kind of notable fight on that one was Clay Guida. The Guidster. Man, he went down yeah. to a knee bar. I was so disappointed. Submission to a knee bar. Well, he's like yeah. 41. And it was a first-round submission. And it was clean. It was yeah. quick. It was clean. But, man, I, Dude, I, just I hate lo- to see the carpenter lose. And if he loses, I want to see it in a decision yeah. where I, love I get a full fights, 15 though. minutes of watching Clay Guida fight. Well, okay, you're not going to get those wars he used to go into like back in the day when he would just put somebody up against the cage and swing through his hair. Like Those, yeah. those were quintessential Clay Guida fights, and uh, they were amazing. But you're just not going to get those. He's like, what? okay, I'm looking it up, 41... Yeah, no, um, we aren't going to get those anymore. How uh, old is he? I didn't show it. But his past fights have gone to decision, or he's won via submission, and that's what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Clay Guida to go down to a knee bar of all things. Yeah, he's 40 years Okay, born December 8th, 1981, so he's 40 years old. So the dude's yeah. 40 years old, still getting in the cage and mixing it up. No, like, I agree, and that's why I'm a fan yeah. of his. It, it just hurts my soul. It's like every time Derek Lewis loses. Yeah. You just hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to see it. But at least he's getting not, he's not getting KO'd. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't have the glass chin. Right. So He's he, not Cowboy Cerrone. He gets in there, mixes it up. Yeah, like I, I hate watching Cowboy fight now because you know he's going to go in there and try and do this. Uh, like he's going to try and do a war of attrition. He's going to try and like out cardio the guy and then get caught in the second round. And then you're going to have to watch a guy that you like just get beat on. Yeah. No. And, and he's not that. So that's always good, but I hate to see him lose. And then our next fight card. And this one was actually a really entertaining fight card. Um, top to bottom. Uh, we had, uh, starting off the fourth, fourth highest card. You had Grant Dawson winning on a submission, uh, just completely out-wrestled, out-classed Jared Gordon. 
Yeah, I've heard of those guys. Got a submission. Dawson got the... Grant Dawson. Where does he fried out of? Rear naked choke. Who is he? Um, Over Gordon. And Gordon has a significant amount of fights under his belt. Never been submitted before. I've never heard of either of these guys. Um, I hadn't either, but... I mean, I was impressed. Yeah. On it. It was really good. And then you had... uh, Joe Anderson Brito knocking out Andre Philly, and that was a 41-second knockout in the first round. I feel like I've heard of Philly. Why have I heard of Philly? I don't know who George. George Philly has the Joe Anderson Brito. Tat. It's like it's like an esophagus neck tat. It's weird. Huh? Where's he fight out of? Pulling it up. No, His nickname is Touchy. He's a featherweight. I don't He's know just, this guy. Yeah. It was a lot of no names, but entertaining fights until you got up to the main two fights. Yeah, on the card. Okay, um, so KO in the first round. That's not bad. Yeah, and then we had Andre Arlovsky against Jake Collier. Um, Arlovsky technically outstatted Jake Collier, but Collier won that fight. If you look at it, Collier won the fight, and he got robbed. Yeah. So well, three with, round split decision. I mean, if you leave yeah. it up to the judges, I and he did. He left yeah. it up to the judges. Arlovski got the benefit of the doubt because he's forty three years old. With that win, well, and he might be tied. get he might be getting those points that you know he's controlling the ring. Like, there's a lot of he different wasn't. there's a lot of different ways that they score those fights, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can do certain things that you're getting points on that maybe the fans don't notice, but. You know, if you're controlling somebody on the ground or if you're controlling somebody, if you're pointing somebody, even if you're scoring like tiny little points that don't do anything, um, sometimes you can just kind of edge out a win in front of someone who clearly was winning the fight fight. But, you know. And that's the way it was. With that win, Andre Arlovsky tied Jim Miller and Cowboy Cerrone for the most wins in UFC history at 23. So he did get that, and I am an I mean, Arlovsky fan. I just default, I just didn't think like, he won that fight. I default don't uh, disagree with the refs a lot, but I like default even with the Aljo one. Like I don't disagree with the refs. I just assume that they saw something that we didn't. Um, and if they call a bad fight, they call a bad fight. It's not really that big of a deal. But yeah, like if you leave it up to the refs, then you're just kind of leaving it up to a coin toss. No, and I get that, and I fully understand that. And what I'm just saying is this fight, seeing how the judges scored that one, leading into the main event is what had me apprehensive. Yeah, because you didn't want... <laughs> yeah. So the, the main the fight, main Rob Font, Marlon war. Vera, was amazing. So we just watched it. Um, I missed it, but uh, Taylor texted me in the middle of the fight and was like, dude, are you watching this? And I was like, dang it, I'm missing a good fight. But I didn't, like, I remember Cheeto Vera. I didn't really remember Rob Font, but Rob definitely came out and started, uh, he, he definitely had a punching style. Like, he, he, he was a boxer, but Cheeto Vera was kickboxing, and he used his shin like a bat on Rob Font's head several times, and it was I'm surprised, dude. His face looked like a Halloween mask by the end of that fight. Yeah, you don't recognize Rob Font no. in this picture at all. No. Um, Both eyes swollen. It was a standard Rob Font war, you know? Yeah. He, every fight he's been in has been a war as long as I can remember. We had Garbrandt last year, which was a fight of the year candidate. Um, he, his last fight was against Jose Aldo, 
which was another war. And then you have Rob Font in this one, which, I mean, looking at the other fights we've had, it's up there for fight of the year, too. This is not fight of the it's year. It's not fight of the year, but it's clearly a top three fight that we've seen this year. Okay, let's see. So he goes five round to decision, five round to decision, five round to decision. So this dude just, he's definitely got a style. I mean, he yeah. okay, he knocks and out a, a nobody. Three round, three round. So, yeah, he's yeah. starting to get in the habit of just uh, fighting that long battle. And he's a very, it's a very entertaining fight. Yeah. Because it's primarily a stand-up punch-him-out punch fight. Yeah. So, all of his fights are pretty much the same. It starts off with Rob Font just in your face, getting immense pressure. Oh, yeah. He took the center of the octagon immediately. The and entire then, fight. Yeah. He did. Well, that last part, he's <laughs> yeah. kind of running. Yeah, he was. I don't blame him, though. Yeah, um, he just got in the bottom of the foot to the face. Yeah. And a knee. Yeah. But, so, Rob Font, first round, comes out punching. Clearly wins that round. Outpaces, outmatches Marlon Vera. Um, second round starts off just the same. Rob Font's just keeping this incredible pressure, throwing. I think he had over a hundred significant strikes landed halfway through the second round. Yeah, but they call him significant strikes. But was, Cheeto's face doesn't look touched at all, and you can tell Rob's starting to sweat. He's starting to slow down, yeah. and uh, and and Vera's landing destruction on his face and body and the momentum shift in that fight happened halfway through the second round whenever Cheeto Vera landed a body shot a body kick that just rocked and you had the sweat flowing just bouncing off of Rob Font so like maybe it's because it's definitely so in that case it's not an adrenaline dump Rob Font definitely knows what he's doing but he's he he pushes the pace of the fight but he still gasses himself by like the second or third round and it, it's not an adrenaline dump. He's not getting in there and just blasting away, and then all of a sudden he has nothing left. He just got he, – he tried to push the pace and wound up not throwing anything. He was probably winning on points, but when Vera was able to come back with significant damage, like def- putting his whole fist through the guy's the front of the guy's face, putting an elbow, putting a knee on his forehead – you know, and was able to do that much damage in five rounds. And by the end of the five rounds, Font looks like a Halloween mask. And Vera, walk. And Vera's sweating hard. And that's, yeah. I mean, he's sweating hard and breathing hard, but there's no blood coming off his face. There's no damage to his body. Like, it's just incredible. And this was a prime Cheeto Vera fight where the first round, it's almost like he gets dictated to. Yeah. And he counter strikes and then he responds back. But Cheeto Vera has some of the best cardio in the entire UFC. Rob Font has incredible cardio, too. Cheeto Vera's was just at a different level compared to Rob Font's on this. Rob Font's, uh, his cardio was better than Garbrandt's, was better than Aldo's in those fights. Yeah. So he's used to coming out, setting that pace, and he's used to the other fighters gassing where Cheeto Vera didn't. And he wasn't able to get that gas dump out of Cheeto Vera because Cheeto Vera's cardio and stamina was just so much better. And I think that sets up really well for Cheeto Vera within this Phantom weight class. But, dude, Rob Font, man, he has to be close to being done. 
I don't think he can have hardly any more of these wars like this. Yeah, he can't. You can't, man. Like he's gonna start mumbling around. He'll have the he'll have the ability to articulate words like the Diaz brothers, where yeah. they just mumble their way through a McDonald's order or something. Like it's bad. Yeah, it was. So <laughs> halfway can't. through the second round, yeah. Cheeto Vera lands a nasty body kick, kind of sets the tone. That's slow. Oh, this thing looked like it was over at the end of the second round, at the end of the third yeah, round, end of the fourth, at the end of the fourth, and really. By the end of the fifth round, like, there was some stuff happening where I was going, like, all right, like, I think Cheeto's just tired of hitting him so hard. I do, too. But, so, whenever I was watching this fight, I thought Font won round one and round two. Yeah. At the end of round two, um, Rob Font has Cheeto running back. Cheeto lands a left hook as he's falling back that drops Rob Font. Hits him right on the button. Uh, Font's able to survive the last ten seconds of the round. So... And my, if I was scoring it, it would be one, two font. And then round three, Cheeto comes out. Yeah. Cheeto's setting that pace. He's setting that tone. And he lands a nasty flying knee right above the right eye of Rob Font and drops him. I mean, he got stiff-legged, walking back, fell. And Marlon Bear wasn't able to get the finish at the end of that round. Fourth round comes out. Rob Font pushes a little bit of pressure, but he's not throwing anything really of significance. And Cheeto Vera lands a nasty wheel kick right back to the same location where that flying knee landed. Yeah, split his forehead open. And drops Rob Font again. And Cheeto just stood over him for about 45 seconds. Yeah. And I I don't know if Cheeto gets the finish if he goes down to the ground with Font, but... That's a lot of it, but that's energy conservation. He's his his game plan is energy conservation. He comes out those first two rounds, and he didn't start fighting until the second half of round two, and he and he's doing that because he's trying to get just a edge. He wants that cardio edge on whoever he's fighting, so that if he's tired, you're more tired. So he's just a little bit faster. And then when it comes down to, do you want to get on the ground and grapple with this dude? It's like no, because he's already. He's he's behind in points, but he's ahead in cardio. And he knows that he's controlling the fight as long as he doesn't get too tired. So he just didn't want to go on the ground with him. And That's, I get that. Yeah. But why stand over him for the 45 and not back up and make him stand up immediately where you could have gotten a finish? Which would have been a distinctive finish where all these other big names couldn't get a finish on fine. Because that's a free ticket to kick his legs and kick his... I mean, that's a free ticket yeah. to stand over him and kick him and... This guy still has to get up and face you, you know. Okay. Um, that's that's not a. There's definitely, you put the pressure on him, but I get why he was doing that. Okay. He's to and and he's winning the fight. I mean, he's scoring points and winning because the opponent's laying on the ground and he's standing up. Yeah. So in the judge's eyes, he's winning points and controlling it. Okay, he's controlling the fight. I can get that. Uh, fifth round started, so I have. Me, personally, I have round one and two to Font, round three and four to Cheeto, and round five comes out, and Font gets back into the control. I Is what it seemed like. He, he was controlling the ring, holding, maintaining the center. Cheeto he, was trying to get like a highlight reel knockout, wasn't landing, and Font was at least scoring points in the fifth round. So here's the way I saw that round go, was Font came out strong and was, and was throwing those punches and throwing those combos the same way he, he had been all fight. Vera was just, his cardio was better. He was able to avoid, avoid, avoid. 
and then he was able to do significant damage again by the end of the round. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. End of the round, uh, Vera lands another shot that, I mean, it stops Font in his tracks. He hit that same spot right above the right eye again and stopped Font in his tracks. And I think that's ultimately what won the fifth round for Vera. But based upon what the judges did in the Arlovsky fight, Rob Font technically outstruck Cheeto Vera in that fight. And that's what it looked like the judges were caring about. And I was going to be very disappointed if Cheeto Vera got robbed of that win, even though he clearly won the fight. What did the but judges score it? Um, let me pull it up real quick. It was a split decision. Not split. It was a unanimous decision. Uh, one was 47... No, 48-47. Uh, the others were 48, 49-46. So it was 48-47, 49-46, Yeah. So they gave... Chido Vera won this fight. I'm glad he won it. Yeah. Whenever I was sitting there watching it, though, I was sitting there going, I hope he doesn't get robbed when he clearly won this fight. Yeah, I would, give, upon, I, I would give that first round to Rob Font, but then after that, you can't end the round getting punched in the face and falling on the ground. Yeah. The judges are going to give you, like, they're going to give the round to the other guy because he ended the round in a Stronger. dominant position. Right. Mm-hmm. No. So he might have been ahead on, he might have been ahead on points by, like, with, with strikes and significant strikes, but once he got kicked in the face, once he got kneed in the head and fell down, it's that the judges are going to see that and give you the, um, give you the round. Yeah. And I was happy to see it. So that sets up, the Bantamweight class, um, you have Rob Font. They haven't updated the rankings yet, um, but Rob Font was number five. He's going to drop down. I see Cheeto Vera jumping Marab, Villashivili, uh, and Dominic Cruz, and being in that number five spot, and maybe even jumping above Corey Sandhagen at number four. But for a Cheeto Vera, who's a stand-up, a kicker, uh, his fight before this, he knocked out Frankie Edgar with a nasty see, front kick. Cheeto Vera, Corey Sandhagen, I'd be interested in seeing that fight. See, I want to see that because of Sandhagen's long enough to be able to maybe stand out and counter-strike. Yeah. I think it it would be another Cheeto Vera, uh, Sugar Sean type of fight where it would be entertaining. I don't, I hope they go out looking for the finish and aren't. I hope it doesn't turn into a boring fight because of the respect they would have for each other. Yeah. But I would also, I want to see a Corey Sandhagen because I think that would be interesting. And, or a Jose Aldo or honestly a Peter Yawn. See what he does with the Bulldog style tactic where a ground game could come into effect. I mean, he's got to fight, uh, well, uh, uh, he's Bantamweight. Yeah, he's he's a bantamweight. So above him, let's say Cheeto Vera goes up to number five. Above him is Corey Sandhagen, Jose Aldo, TJ Dillashaw, Peter Yan, and Aljamain Sterling. It looks like Aljo and TJ Dillashaw is going to be the next title fight. So you have Peter Yan, Jose Aldo, which I think would be a phenomenal fight, and Corey Sandhagen and Cheeto Vera. Well, let's I get. I mean, if, why, why not? Why not Jose Aldo, Aljamain Sterling? There's beef flying right now and if they rob us 
and don't give us TJ Dillashaw and Aljo. That'll just be another reason. But why okay, Jose Aljo. Aldo has beat uh, Rob Font. He's the former bantamweight champion. He's on the come up. He's won the last. Let's see, one, two, three. Oh, he's also he beat, beat, Va- he's beat Vera. Vera. Yeah, so yeah. he's beat Vera. He's beat Aldo, or I mean, he's beat Font, Munoz. Uh, he lost to Jan. Uh, he lost to Marais. He lost to Volkanovski. By the way, um, also happening this last month, Marais announced his retirement. Just FYI, uh. he's done. Um, but yeah. And he lost to Volk. So he lost to Volk, Marais, Peter Yawn, and then his first win in a substantial amount of time was against a young Cheeto Vera. Okay. Yeah. Young Cheeto Vera. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. All right. So let him – I mean, Jan, Jan blew his chances at getting the at getting the belt. and Let Aldo get hungry and go after it, you know? And if Aljo can't. But you know what? Never mind. I want to see the Dillashaw-Aljo uh, fight. Yeah. So So let Aljo and Dillashaw fight. Let Dillashaw take the belt. And then let Aldo and Dillashaw fight. Yes. 100%. And we'll, and we'll see how that works out. Let's get an old man Rivers Bantamweight title fight. Let, yeah, let's go. Let's I'm, go. I'm down for that. So, and then, But then, and then, I mean, Peter Yan had his shot twice. Um. I don't. I think he gets one more shot at the belt, though. I think give him like two fights and then let him fight again for the belt. Rob Font's not going to go for it. Um, Marab's not going to go for it. Dominic Cruz isn't going to go for it. So that one was confirmed. Uh, Marab and Dominic Cruz is a confirmed fight. Okay. That's coming up. Um, that one's going to be an interesting one. Uh, but as far as Cheeto Vera goes, man, uh, honestly, I hope TJ Dillashaw and Aljamain Sterling happen soon. Yeah. And then we get to see a Cheeto versus Aljo. I would enjoy that fight. But not for the title. Not for the title. No. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. No. We need we gotta get Aljo out of there. Yeah. He just he's bad for the division. Yeah, so like we talked about the last time, our last podcast, um Aljermaine Sterling, after he won it, called out TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. They're flipping each other off back and forth, you know. And that carried through to this previous fight night, uh, in the post fight press conference. Aljamain Sterling, once again, he's at everything that's going on and decides to lay on the ground and do nothing but call out everyone. Uh, called out TJ Dillashaw again, saying he can't wait till he punches Dillashaw in the face. Uh, Dillashaw's never fought a fighter like him. Yeah. And that Dillashaw won't be able to do anything. It'll be Peter Yawn. It'll be the exact same as the last title fight. I think he's going to find a different animal in TJ Dillashaw. I think TJ Dillashaw is that bulldog man in that wrestler style yeah. that won't just sit there and lie in a body triangle. Well, I, I don't I don't think he's going to be able to get the body triangle because, I mean, Jan, Jan, not a Jan was a guy. striker. Dillashaw is crazy, and he's also a ground guy. Yeah. No, I agree. And I want to see TJ Dillashaw dominate yeah. Aljermaine Sterling, make him feel like a whimpering little puppy dog running away. And then, like you said – Give me a Jose Aldo, TJ Dillashaw fight. Yeah. I want to see that one real bad right now. Um, but, yeah, I think that's what's next for Cheeto Vera is either a Sandhagen or a Peter Yawn or even an Aldo. Uh, 
But it's going to be top five, and he's passed the test so far. Okay. And let's see it. Let's see if he can keep the rise going. So next upcoming fight is Charles Oliveira versus um, Charlie Olives against Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, thank you. Um, so yeah, Char- Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje, and I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be good, but man, Gaethje's going to have to go get it because Charles uh, Charles Oliveira, dude, Oliveira's got solid defense. He's got solid jujitsu. He is not afraid to take a few shots and then come back. He's he's shown that he's got a chin. He's shown that he can play defense. He's shown that he can go after you in the second and third round. Um, you know, he's gassed out extremely good striker. He's gassed out Michael Chandler. You know, like there's not a lot that he hasn't had thrown at him. Um, I I don't know. I I would say maybe Oliveira could win this against Gaethje. And then we would have a Makachev um, Oliveira championship Don't you flirt fight. With me like that. What's that? Don't you do that? Don't you flirt with me like that? Don't I, you do it? I don't understand what you're saying. I I want to see a Charlie Oliveira against Islam Makachev for yeah. the title. Yeah. That's the fight we've been talking about for over a year now. Absolutely. On what peak Islam looks like, and it looks like we have peak Islam Makachev right now. Yes, we do. Um, so I want to see that, and we've been talking about this, just getting this one out of the way, but the first round is going to be dangerous for Oliveira. Yeah. Especially if he takes that same fight style that he did against a Michael Chandler and against a Dustin Poirier and goes with the same kind of fight plan into that fight where he lets him kind of gas themselves out for the first round, taking big shots until he finds his opening. And Gaethje can land. He's got a fire hydrant of a head that will not get hurt, and he can throw bombs, unlike Poirier and unlike Chandler. Gaethje yeah. throws bombs that land harder than both of those guys do. So if Oliveira makes it out of the first round, this fight is over. Oliveira's winning it. I don't see this one getting past the third round at all. I think Oliveira gets the finish. But that first round is going to be a dangerous fight to watch take place. Uh, when was the first? When was the last time Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje did they have, have they fought? They did. So it was for the interim title in which Dustin Poirier beat Justin Gaethje, and that's what set up the Poirier McGregor one. Yeah. No, that's what set up Poirier Habib, or Habib just. Well, let's see. Was it Poirier? So Poirier beat Holloway. Poirier beat Alvarez. Poirier Gaethje. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Poirier Gaethje, but then he still he had a fight night. He had UFC two thirty six against Holloway, and then he got Nurmagomedov. made off. Yeah, and then Khabib like just it was a good fight, but third round Khabib submitted him, and then Khabib's just the greatest to ever do it. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I did. I went and rewatched uh, McGregor versus Khabib uh, UFC two ninety nine. Yeah, man, like it's just you see how. With Khabib, he has different styles of fighting depending on who he's he's going up against. He'll sit there and trade with you a little bit more often, um, or he'll like he'll attack the leg, he'll attack the body, he'll weaken you up. You know, he he he's 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 got a little bit of a strategy, um, but he knows that if once he grabs you, he can maul you and gas you, and then he's going to win. With Connor, it was straight to. He hit him a couple times and then just chased like chased him down, drug him to the ground, 
and then just wanted his tank completely empty. He not he never took him down without doing that leg, like getting getting his legs wrapped around Connor's legs to make sure he couldn't move. Which he, he wanted some, to humiliate McGregor. Though. Absolutely, he that's did. what he was going for in that fight. It was it was the most textbook he didn't make one mistake that yeah. well okay he did because he got he did get tagged by connor he, he got wobbled by connor a little bit i think in the second round um but it, but other than that like he he just he walked him down put the pressure on him and got him tired um so we're gonna play devil's advocate here okay charles Oliveira beats gaichi yes gets islam Mahachev. yeah dominates Mahachev. don't think that's happening I don't either, but if that happens, okay. do you throw Oliveira in the same conversation up there with Habib? Yeah, if he if he can beat Makachev, then that's yeah. that's his boy. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Oliveira has a chance here within two fights to be thrown up with the elite of the elite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he already the elite. He's he, already the elite of the elite. The elite it, but light, that lightweight division is full of killers. Conversation um, piece. Yeah. And so here's the thing: is now we've got Conor McGregor who's jockeying for another championship fight at one at this 155. So weight class. So what? I mean, I don't. I don't think he should. I think he should fight at. He should have to fight at least one person that's not top five before he goes after a championship fight. Like give him. Uh, I don't know. Tony Ferguson. I think would be a good fight. That would be a great fight, but I think McGregor wins that one handedly. Absolutely. Um, I'm okay with that. I want to see... Michael Chandler needs a win, dude. <laughs> yeah, he does. Man. I want to I I make a shirt that says Michael Chandler needs well, a win. Well, <laughs> Chandler's going to get his chance against Ferguson. Yeah, he is. You're That's right. That's coming up. Yeah. So, I think Chandler has his chance. If Michael Chandler can't beat Tony Ferguson, he needs to hang him up, man. Yeah, Because he he's does. lost... He's lost every fight against anybody who matters. He beat uh, Hooker, and then after that, he's just been getting worked. Which, after he beat Hooker, Hooker kind of dropped into irrelevancy. Yeah, yeah. As it's far over. as ranked he's, fights go. He's ranked 13. I mean, but I think Dan Hooker could probably be – let's see. Who do we have up here? Well, Dan Hooker dropped down to the 145-pound weight class. Oh, did he? So And he lost. Yeah, I think he, it's I think it's time for loss. I think it's time for old Dan to hang him up. Yeah, uh, but let's say McGregor comes back at 155. Um, if that's the case, Oliver wins this. I don't see how you bypass Islam Bahachev. Yeah, um, and I think. Tuba, okay. Like a Neil Darush let's, or let's a play, Michael Chandler let, or an RDA McGregor. Let's let, let's play another uh, a scenario. Islam Bahachev takes the title connor wins his first white his warm-up fight in and then he gets a title fight against uh the other guy that was on the bus when he threw the freaking <laughs> the dolly in it the other no. guy who jumped in the ring after usc 299 and tried to swing on him if Oliveira loses to machev i want to Oliveira mcgregor before that title shot really I'll so you think you think Oliveira could gatekeep the the belt against mcgregor yes do you think that mcgregor could beat him no. I don't either. <laughs> I, I absolutely don't either. We've talked about this. Yeah. McGregor's great for the sport. I don't want to see him win a fight. Yeah. I want to see him lose, and not by technicality with a broken ankle. 
I want to see him lose. Yeah, that that huffing and puffing after Dustin Poirier, Poirier yeah. beat him on uh, Dustin Poirier too. I'm done. Yeah, that that's what drew the line in the sand. And I want to see him lose, and that's why I don't want to see him get a cupcake fight against a Ferguson that I think he wins. Yeah, or um, I think RDA would be an interesting matchup. I think Michael Chandler would be an interesting matchup, but I think he should have to beat a top five in the weight class before he ever sniffed title contention. But he's going he's gonna to get some extra consideration because he's the top-earning UFC fighter of all time. He is. That's why his first fight, I think, is going to be a top five in the weight class. Yeah. like he is. He he's is, not going to have anybody below a top five rank, okay. and he shouldn't. But I hope whoever he gets, maybe it's a uh, – man, I hope it's RDA. I want to see a RDA or a Michael Chandler against McGregor. In that fight. Do Michael Chandler, Conor McGregor, that's kind of a good fight. That'd be a good one. RDA McGregor would be a good one, too. Yeah, but like Michael Chandler, because he's got so much on the line, like, okay, let's say he wins this fight against Tony Ferguson. So then, yeah, I would see Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler because Michael Chandler's coming off that win, but it's like, dude, you're still your, your feet are still to the fire. And Conor McGregor, it's like, dude... You've been out of the game for a long time, and the last good person you beat was Cowboy Cerrone. And you need to up your game. If you beat Chandler, then we can talk a title, especially if Oliveira beats Mahachev. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you can mm-hmm. beat Chandler, that's someone good enough to where we could say it. And I think Connor could beat Chandler because Chandler yeah. will stand and bang with him, and I think Connor would goad him into that into that. And McGregor's a that sniper with that left hand. Yeah, he he he'd goad him into that counter left, and Ch- and Michael Chandler would just be not night. Yeah, no, I agree, um, man. And then we get to see Connor get completely mm-hmm. worked by one of Khabib's boys again. Either Islam or Charlie Olives, either one. Yeah, whoever yeah. the title holder is. Or yeah. you never, dude. You but, never know. Oliveira does have the habit of taking a shot before he'll. Like that first round one or round two, he will eat a eat a shot, and he doesn't realize Connor has a trigger on that punch that will KO you in the first round. And see, that's what I think is dangerous about this next fight with Gaethje. Yeah. Going back to what we talked about before. Yeah. But yeah, McGregor, he has that left bomb. Dude, yeah, he, he will put your lights point. out. He has, st- and he still got it. Like that's the thing is, it was a natural mm-hmm. thing that developed when he was a young boxer. He still got that. Yeah. That's one of those things that you don't lose. And he's, uh, yeah. And that's what, I mean, if you watch the Poirier 3 and the Poirier 2, Justin Poirier is sitting there circling away from that left. Yeah, you don't want that smoke. The entire time. You do not want that, that smoke. The entire time, Poirier is sitting there circling out. And Poirier is a phenomenal fighter. I mean, he hit, he hit Khabib with it. Yeah. He, 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 wobbled, he wobbled Khabib, you know. So, there he, he is still... Super dangerous. It's just that Dustin Poirier fight was a bad matchup because they were sitting there trying to trade calf kicks, and it was just basically it's like playing that pencil game where you snap each other's pencil. It's the first one to break. break. Yep. Connor broke first. Yeah. Um. You know, and and I think it's because he was trying to do something new instead of doing something where like I think Dustin, uh, Dustin Poirier has definitely got like that. That's kind of part of his arsenal, and when it beat connor connor was like oh well i'll just adapt that into my arsenal and it's like that's not how that a hundred percent works like you need to learn how to defend against it how to check that kick but then you need to be on your feet swinging yeah so man i'm 
I love the bantam weight class. I love the lightweight class. Dude, I love the light. I here. love talking about lightweights. Uh, I'll talk about lightweights all day. Yeah. So next, the co-main on that card is uh, Rose Nama Yunez defending her title against Carlos Esparza. Yeah. This is throwing it back to the Ultimate Fighter season finale. Yeah. Um, I think Esparza wins it. You got Rose. Always your own with your girl thug. Yeah. I think Carlos Esparza is going to do it mostly because I've never been that impressed by Rose Nama Yunez. Somehow she wins, but I've never been impressed. She's a solid fighter, man. She's got she great fundamentals, and she'll put it where it needs to be. But, I mean, she, okay, she did get picked up and slammed on her head, and that's how she lost the the championship. First, so yeah. so uh, we'll see. Carla's not going to do that, though. Carla's not able to pick her up and slam her. But I think yeah. it's going to be interesting. I haven't watched a Rose fight that I haven't been entertained with, and that's saying something is – for me, at least, as far as the women's side of things go. Yeah. Um, and then we're right back into this lightweight class that we were just talking about with Michael, Michael Chandler. Chandler and Tony Ferguson. Yeah, Michael Chandler and Tony uh, Ferguson is going to be a good fight. Yeah, this one's going to be phenomenal. I think this is Ferguson's like last shot to show that, hey, I can compete. Yeah. And if Chandler loses, dude, he's done. Yeah. No more of the preppy boy. Prep. Yeah, no. We. You mean the motivational speaker persona uh, he has? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, get out of here with that. Um, but see, I see both of those guys kind of like that. Like, both of those guys kind of have that mentality of if, like, they've lost so much in the public, they're just like, you just got to keep on going and overcome adversity. But it, but at some point, you also need to know, like, when to change yeah, up and Tony's go do something had his else. Villain role. Dude, Tony's never been. I've never looked at Tony and been like, he's like El Kukui. He get, you can't give yourself a nickname. Like, that's just not how nicknames yeah. work. That's cheesy as but, shit. I don't know. Tony's at least had his time where it's like, eh. Chandler just came in out of nowhere, won a fight, and he's like, I'm just so blessed. I've been through so much, and I can't wait to win the championship. Well, I mean, again. he was good at Bellator. I think he developed that attitude when he was in was, – wasn't it Bellator? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, he like, was the champion in Bellator. Yeah. And that's why he was so highly touted coming over. Yeah, but um, he was also very old. Yes, I just – I don't know. I'm not a Chandler guy. Yeah. I see a dude that's getting absolutely thrown as a ground guy that you don't want to go to the ground with, then he refuses to go to the ground. Dude, what if Chandler knocks out Conor McGregor? <laughs> that would be so awesome. Like he starches Tony Ferguson and then he just, <laughs> he just and then he just drops him. bombs on Conor McGregor. If Chandler <laughs> McGregor happens. I'm a Chandler fan in that fight. Yeah, exactly. That would be <laughs> hilarious. Like, I don't think it'll happen, but dude, what if... Like, because yeah. you know they're going to both... Though Both of those guys don't like fighting five-round fights. So they're both going to come out there and just start going for it. Yeah. That would be a great fight. I really... You know what? I really hope we get to see Chandler and Conor McGregor. And so that leads us into our bottom two fights on the main card. Um, we have Shogun Rua against... Uh, St. Peru, this is old-timers going at it, and I'm looking forward to watching it from entertainment value. I'm hoping it's not another Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler type of fight, yeah. um, which I think it has the capability of being, but, I mean, it's Wait, just who, who, old-timers. Who, who, who do you think's putting their hands up and saying, I'm tired no more? Oh, Shogun Rua. Shogun? Shogun. Yeah, St. Peru's been in there enough recently that he won't. Yeah. Shogun Rua hasn't. And then we have the what's supposed to be the final fight for Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, he's he's done, starting man. off the main card. He is against Joe. 
Lozon. Joe Lozon. Said it right. There we go. Improvements, baby. Um, so this is, man, this is Cowboy Swan song. Um, I was hoping they were going to feed him a chump, an absolute chump that he could beat, just go out on top. Um, but I think this is going to be a tough fight for him. Um, and he is. He's done. He's going to go out with the most fights in UFC history, which is what he was wanting. Um, and I don't know. For a guy that I was such a huge fan of, to see him just fall off the cliff like he has is so disappointing. So I hope he gets this last win. Yeah. Um, I, 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 man, I hope he does. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and I'm over here looking at the prelims. Uh, one to kind of watch out for is a Brandon Roy Val against Matt Schnell. Yeah. It's flyweight. They're 125ers. But this is a fight. This is one to keep your eye out for. And this is one to kind of tune into to watch. Um, yeah, I don't know those guys. I want to go back to talk about Donald Cerrone and Joe uh, Lozon. Joe Lozon, um, if, if, so here's, the, here's what could happen. If Donald Cerrone comes out, establishes the pace, gets Lozon to like fight his fight, he could win his final fight in the UFC. Like he, he could. Donald Cerrone has enough skill. If he can lull Joe Lozon into this pace where he's like following his pace around, uh, Donald Cerrone could wind up winning this fight, I would say, in the third round. That's, I, think, I just I just wanted to put that out no. there because Donald Cerrone has had a past the past couple fights he's been fighting some top level dudes that just went after him, but Donald Cerrone his fight style is very similar to Nate, to Nate Diaz now where they like to go or Nick Diaz or no either one Nate. where they like to fight that long fight because they know that they have the better cardio. Um, so hopefully Donald Cerrone can pull that off. So the key to this fight to me is Donald Trump's tag on his feet. If you go to the ground with Joe Lozon, you're done. Cerrone does not stand a chance on the ground in this fight. He has to be able to stuff the takedowns and stay on his feet. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, he's he's done. Yeah. And look for Lozon to, take, to be shooting and to try to get this fight to the ground from the start and dictate it that way. Yeah. Um, but if he does and that, that's and what's going to happen. If he does that, and Cerrone's able to defend, then Lozon's using all his energy, and then now we've got Donald back in the fight. Yes, you know where he can stuff the takedown, then he can sit there and kickbox him to pieces, and mm-hmm. then you know he's got the wins. So. Yeah, and watch the watch those calf kicks, man, from Cowboy Cerrone on this to try to slow down that shoot. Yeah, that's going to be first round, and I expect Cerrone to mix those in early to help slow down. Lozon shooting for the takedown. God, and then after that, dude, there's not a lot of good fights on the in the future. Oh, you're looking way ahead, dude. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at like the next five events, and I'm just not seeing anything that stands out. So we have Jan Blahovitz against uh, Rochich. That's one that's standing out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the light heavyweight. You got uh, Jan fighting for the first time. Since he lost that title to Glover Teixeira, uh, you have on that same card, you have Ron Spann against Ian Katalaba. That's going to be a good fight. I don't know any of those. Um, so that fight card. I mean, I know Jan Blahovic, yeah. but other, he's on a he's on a revenge fight. So hopefully he uh, kills Rakic. Rochich. 
Rochich. Sure. Um, we have Rocket. Rockich, yeah. Uh, we have an entertaining fight. It's not the main card. Uh, it's the Holly Holm against Vieira uh, fight night, but it's the, the only reason against okay. Pierre Lima. Okay, let's and be And that's honest. entertainment value. The only that's reason it. anybody knows who Holly Holm is was because she kicked the shit out of uh, what's-her-nuts. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That's it. She kicked the shit out of Ronda Rousey, and then since then, Holly Holm... I mean, she's a, she's she's a great kickboxer, yeah. but but what what why would we know who she is? No, I agree. But the what's well, looking like the co-main in that one, Ponzanibo against Pierre Lima. Pierre Lima, he's the one who did the backflip in the ring, um, and Ponzanibo's a entertaining fighter too. Um, I think this is going to be the first one where Pierre Lima can't be a cocky jackass in the ring, doing backflips and everything else. He's actually going to have to fight. So I'm looking forward to watching that one. And I've had that one earmarked for a while. Um, you got Alexander Volkov against Rosenstruck coming up. And then that leads us to 275. And that's Glover Teixeira against Yuri, Yuri Prashaska. And, man, I hope old man Glover's ready. I am because Yuri is a scary individual to see fight. Yeah, but uh, he but he's not fun. To, like he's the one that does all those crazy elbows, but that's not like he's the Tasmanian devil in the ring. Yeah, but for two hundred and five pounder. But all those elbows against someone who knows how to defend him. I mean, I don't know. You know what that? You know what? I'm gonna take that back because I'm thinking of Texera as a skilled fighter, but he's also really old. And at yeah. that weight class, man, like you get up against someone who has any kind of cardio, and they're gonna take all the wind out of you. So unless he can get him on the ground and control him. I could He's see in Glover trouble. getting hurt in this fight. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's like you're saying. Um, you know, we have a couple a couple of fights. It's not really a card that's standing out or jumping out. No. And that's not saying we aren't going to have any entertaining cards on this. Uh, the fight nights that are primarily comprised of guys who are trying to enter into those rankings and are fighting for their contracts. I mean, we've got the Zhang Weili Yuani on Jacek uh, rematch, um, but it's not for a championship belt. We'll see if they go to war again. That'll be interesting. See if she comes out looking like an alien again, dude. That would be awesome. Uh, and then we've got Valentina Shevchenko and Talia Santos. Um, Shevchenko Shev- dominating. Shevchenko, that. yeah. There, there's nothing, nothing scary about. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say that. Everybody and says that. But same old opinion. Dude, all of a sudden, Amanda Nunez freaking loses to someone I didn't ever see coming. So, And we have that season kicking off tomorrow night, May yeah. 3rd. Yeah. Um, the next season of the Ultimate Fighters kicking off. Uh, one notable contestant on there is Kamaro Usman's little brother. He's fighting in the 205 pound. So there's a little name to kind of watch out for in in the show. Um, it is going to be coached by Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunez as they lead into the rematch. But um, there's already one notable notable name in Kamaro's little brother, and I want to be looking to see how he handles it. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's all I got. We got a pretty banging main card for a pay per view uh, leading into. Yeah. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to any mothers out there that may be listening. 
Happy Mother's uh, Day to my mom who never listens to this. Yeah, same way to my mom. <laughs> I think she listened to one episode, didn't know what I was talking about, and turned it off halfway through. Yeah, but no, this there's uh, no way there's no way my mom listens to this. If you listen, tell your mama's ha- Happy Mother's Day. Um, and but yeah, that's all I got, man. Yep. So I guess for all of us here, the both of us at Panhandle Fight Talk, I am Paul Torres. I'm Taylor Edmondson. And we are out of here.